us up, picking back up in Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to jump right into it today, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You ready? Pay careful attention, verse 15 says, then to how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. We're going to unpack that. It's going to get a little sticky, but it'll be fun, okay? Here, he says that we should pay careful attention to how we live, not as unwise, but as wise. Pay careful attention to how we live. Now, we often assimilate how we live to what we do, how we live. And it's not just what we do. It's how we do what we do. See, I might be going to work and having an honest wage that I can pour back into my family, and that's living wise. However, how I work to do that matters. My attitude while I work matters. Pay careful attention to how you live. How you live. Did you catch that? See, we need to be able to live wisely. Let me be point blank. You need to learn to make good decisions. Now, I know you don't make the best decisions. Let me tell you a secret. I don't make the best decisions. I've made a lot of bad decisions. That was yesterday. Today's today. And today, we're going to pay careful attention to how we live, and we're going to live wisely. We're going to make the most of the time, as the scripture goes on and says. It says, making the most of the time because the days are evil. In other words, make the most of the opportunity and the time you have today. Know how much time you have and how precious that time is and spend it wisely. Don't spend it on things that don't matter. Don't waste your time. Invest your time. Invest it into people. Invest it into the people you love. Invest it into transforming the world, making it better than, than it was when you lived here. And, and, and that's why he goes on to say this. Watch. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. In other words, God's will is for you to have an impact on whoever's around you right now. Leveraging the influence that God has entrusted to you. Understand something. Your job, where you work, who you live with, who you love. Those are people that God has entrusted to you to love and have an impact on today. That is God's will for your life. God's will for your life is in every moment. In other words, if you're a doctor... God's will for your life is not necessarily to be a doctor, but to have an impact on the people who are around you while you're being a doctor. God's purpose for you is to pour love into the people you're sitting around the table with today. God's purpose for you is to be intentional with those you get in the car with today. To wrap your arms around those who God brings into your life or brings into your eyesight. Have a freaking conversation with somebody while you're pumping gas. That is God's will for your life. Why? Because he brought them into your presence and you 
He is in you, and when he brings those people into your presence, he's trying to bring them into his presence. So having a conversation with them gives them that opportunity, and they could be forever changed. That is God's will for your life, is to love people around you that God brings into your path. And maybe the reason that great crap doesn't happen to you is because you are not responsible with the people that God has already entrusted into your life today. And maybe the reason your life is boring and you say, I don't see God, is because you don't invest into the relationships, into the people, into the opportunities that God brings into your life every moment of every day, but you're too stuck up to talk to people. We're so connected digitally that we become so unconnected physically. But there are still people made in God's image walking all around you that need to be transformed by the love of who God is in you. Is that too much for you today? Is that too much to handle this quick? It's true. I love technology. That's how we're able to do what we're doing right now. But it does not replace the relationships that God designed for us to live in on this planet. Pour into people. Pour love into them. Be fun for people. Make it enjoyable for people to want to be in your presence. Buy them good gifts. Give them good things. Give them the best of you. And have fun doing it because that's why Jesus came to transform us, to transform the world. And we have to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Everybody's out there doing their own thing, trying to build their own selves and all that. Pour into somebody else the way that God poured into you in every moment. Know what the Lord's will. That's God's will for your life. That's God's will for this moment. That's God's will for you today. And so he goes on and watch. He says this. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks. It's a big sentence. <laughs> giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. All right, I'm going to break this down a little bit. Don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit. He contrasts those two things. Now, remember, what he's not saying is don't drink wine. Don't hear that. That's not what he's saying. And the reason we know he's not saying that is, well, Jesus made wine. Kind of big first miracle, turn the water into wine. So he's not saying that at all. What he is saying is in context to this idea of don't waste your time is when you go overboard with enjoying the good things that God has blessed us with, like wine, most of the time it leads to bad decision making and we're trying to learn how to make good decisions living as wise not as unwise right in other words have moderation understand your limits don't get drunk with wine but be filled with the spirit instead and because if being drunk with wine leads you to reckless living right then being filled with the Spirit leads us to the opposite of that. It leads us to wise living. Again, he's not saying don't enjoy your wine. In the name of Jesus, if you can handle it, enjoy your wine. <laughs> but what he is saying is don't give yourself to the wine. Give yourself to the Spirit. You don't need an excess of wine. You can enjoy it without the excess that leads to reckless living, and that's just true. But you do need an excess of the Spirit. 
Because if you can get in excess of the spirit, it doesn't lead to reckless living. It leads to transformative living that not just transforms your life, but transforms the lives of others around you. Watch. He, then he says this, because he goes on and explains this even further. And he says that, how? Speaking to one another. I should just stop right there and preach what I just preached again. Because when you're filled with the spirit, you're going to speak to each other, which is funny. Because when you're filled with wine, what do you do? What do they call it? Social lubricant. If you go to a party or a mixer or something like that where you're a business meeting or something like that, the first thing they're going to do is make sure that you've got enough wine for you to be able to uh, have a glass or two so that you'll be able to freely have conversation with people around you and loosen that up. And again, they call it social lubricant. And you, it just helps ease in there to, to have conversation with people, a little less guarded, a little more open. You'll say things you normally wouldn't share so quickly, and you be, begin to form connections with people a little quicker. He says when you're filled with the Spirit, you'll, you also speak to one another. But instead of speaking to, uh, to one another about things that later you realize were probably embarrassing, you're going to speak to each other the Word of God. You're going to speak to each other and you're going to speak to someone else with truth and purpose and intentionality. And it's not going to be slurred, but it's going to be very poignant and it'll pierce their heart and transform their lives because you're investing in people through the Spirit of God. Do you see the contrast there? The contrast there is that it's it's similar in that, that it's going to make you be more social to people, but in a way that is transformative, not just to you, but to them. Hey, thanks for your generosity to Fresh Faith. Our ministry partners are what make this happen. They're what make this possible. They're the reason you're able to watch this video right now. Weekly, we hear stories of lives being changed and people's relationship with God being radically transformed because of what God's doing through Fresh Faith. Our ministry partners help us digitally share the message of faith, hope, and love in a relevant and practical way to the world. Now, as a ministry partner, you get exclusive access to resources that no one else has access to to help you grow on your faith journey, as well as a monthly newsletter to keep you updated on everything that's happening through the ministry globally. I want to invite you today to invest in what God is doing through this ministry. Maybe God's touched your life, and now he's touching your heart to financially invest in changing someone else's life through this ministry. Would you pray about being a ministry partner of Fresh Faith today? Just go to freshfaith.org slash giving. Thank you for your generosity. Together, we can change the world. Watch speaking to them in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing. It, it's happy. It's fun. He's, he's trying to make it similar to the effect of excessive wine or drunkenness with wine. He's trying to make it similar to that and saying, hey, you know how like you get all loose and have fun and sing. You don't care if you're on, on key or on tune and all this stuff like when you've had too much to drink. In the same way, be filled with the Spirit of God because now it's not, it's not, it's not crazy and reckless. You're doing those things, but you're doing them out of love for God, which transforms other people because they can see His love for them through you. And so when you do those things, watch, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for everything 
I, I don't know how to express this to you if you've heard me talk more than this one video. I don't know how to express this to you any other way than to say frame it with gratitude. Everything in your life, frame it with gratitude. Everything in your life, always, in everything, give thanks. Always, in everything, give thanks. Why is this so important and a theme that keeps showing up for Paul when he's writing? Because when you give thanks always in everything, it changes the way you see the world. And when it changes the way you see the world, it changes the way you live in the world. And when it changes the way you live in the world, it changes the world through you. Gratitude is the key that unlocks every blessing in life. Because you now see things through a lens of blessing, not a lens of cursing, not a lens of, ah, oh, this thing stinks. It's, ah, oh, this thing gets me from here to there, whether it stinks or not. It's a blessing if I didn't have it. You see, it, it, it's one of the things that the way you look at it changes everything. Always, in everything, give thanks. Understand where it comes from. Give thanks to God right through Jesus Christ our Lord and understand why we're able to have the things or why we're able to be thankful because of Jesus and his work in our lives. Watch this. You ready? Here's the tricky part of the whole thing. Submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. Submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. In other words, submitting to each other, that's a big deal. For me to submit to you and you to submit to me, that's a big deal. A big deal for me to choose your preferences over my desires. A big deal for me to know my liberty, but yet come under submission to your understanding and where you're at. For me to submit myself to you. Because when we can submit ourselves to other people, we're doing what Jesus did when he submitted himself to his enemies who crucified him on a cross. And that was the purest picture of love. Love without submission is not really love at all. Love always expresses itself through submission. Always. Love, love's authority comes through submission, never through power. And if we love others the way that Jesus loves us, then we will submit ourselves to one another. Come under, to literally... The, the word there is to literally bring ourselves under the power, mercy, and control of someone else willingly. What if you lived your marriage that way? What if you parented that way? What if you what, childed, I don't know, that way? But what if you worked that way with your boss, willingly? Bosses, what if you submitted to your staff, to your employees, Maybe you would actually have the power that you try to get through ruling over them. Submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. In other words, the way that Christ did. Becoming who he is. Out of fear of not becoming who he wasn't. In the fear of Christ. In other words, I'm going to be like him because I don't want to be. I'm scared to be left to myself. I don't want to be anything but him. And so when I submit myself to others the way that Christ submitted himself to his enemies or to us, it is when we humble ourselves, Peter says, under the mighty hand of God that he exalts us in due time. And when we come under and willingly submit ourselves 
to each other. We will live as Jesus lived, transforming the lives of those we submit ourselves to. That's a hard thing to do. It's unnatural. We want to be on top. We want to be the best. We want to have the power. We want to have the leverage. And Jesus says, if you want to lead, serve. If you want to be on top, race to the bottom. Because it is through your submission that you will actually gain strength. It is through your sacrifice that you'll gain success. And if you want to follow me, you can't lord over anybody. But you have to humble yourself and submit to everybody. People who you feel might be on a level playing field with you and people you feel are not. And people you feel are above. doesn't matter how you feel. We're all human, made in the very image of God, and we are called to submit ourselves one to another in love, following the example of Jesus. And that is how you change the world. There's not a video on Instagram, not a video on YouTube, not a video on Facebook of gurus of success who are telling you, get to the top by going to the bottom. It's not there. It's here's how to get your seven-figure business, six-figure business, do this pipeline, do these six things, and you'll have... And it's all about leverage and all about the stuff. It's not about just serving one another. When we choose to serve one another, we will change the world. When we choose to submit ourselves one to another, the world will be changed. Your world will be changed when you submit yourselves to the people around you. The world's never seen anything like that. And the one time they did see something like that, it changed absolutely everything. Jesus changed everything. And we are called to continue that. His hands, his feet, his body, his ministry, we are continuing. Living as if he's living in the world. And if he is living in and through you, then you will submit yourself to every person around you in order to allow God to transform the world through you. It's a challenge, but I believe through the help of Christ in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. I believe that he can change the world through you today.